Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about Quincy. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash Quincy or in the ear, nose and throat section of the Zero to Finals surgery book. So let's get straight into it. Quincy is the common name for a peritonsillar abscess. Peritonsillar abscess arises when there is a bacterial infection with trapped pus, which forms an abscess in the region of the tonsils. A peritonsillar abscess is a complication of untreated or partially treated tonsillitis, or inflammation of the tonsils, although it can arise without tonsillitis. Quincy can occur just as frequently in teenagers and adults as it does in children, which is unlike tonsillitis, which is much more common in children. Let's talk about the presentation. Patients present with similar symptoms to tonsillitis, with a sore throat, painful swallowing, a fever, neck pain, referred ear pain, and swollen tender lymph nodes. Additional symptoms that can indicate a peritonsillar abscess, rather than just a simple tonsillitis, include trismus, which refers to when a patient is unable to open their mouth, a change in their voice due to the pharyngeal swelling, which is described in textbooks as a hot potato voice, as though the patient is talking with a hot potato in their mouth, and swelling and erythema in the area beside the tonsils rather than on the tonsils themselves. Let's talk about the bacteria. Quincy is usually due to a bacterial infection, and the most common organism is Streptococcus pyogenes which is group A strep. It's also commonly caused by Staphylococcus aureus and Haemophilus influenzae. Finally, let's talk about management. Patients should be referred into hospital under the care of the ear, nose and throat team for incision and drainage of the abscess under a general anaesthetic. This involves cutting into the abscess and draining the pus. Quincy typically has an underlying bacterial cause, therefore antibiotics are appropriate before and after surgery. A broad-spectrum antibiotic, for example coamoxiclav, would be an appropriate choice to cover the common causes. However, local guidelines will guide the antibiotic selection depending on the local bacterial resistance. Some ear, nose and throat surgeons will give systemic steroids, for example dexamethasone, in order to settle inflammation and help recovery, although this is not universal. So thanks for listening to this episode on Quincy. As always, a big thank you to Harry for perfectly editing the podcast, and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about tonsillectomy.